0: Hi everyone, Chodesh Tov. Hopefully everyone enjoyed the latter half of Av, specifically uh, after Tisha B'Av, after Tuba Av. And Baruch Hashem, we are in the month of Av. Thank God it happens to be my favorite month of the entire uh, Jewish calendar year. It's truly a month uh, of momentum. On a personal note, yesterday was my mom's year side, Uh, 30 years, Baruch Hashem, if anyone's doing the math. Uh, Yes, I was very young when she passed away. So whenever I hear the story of Israel committing and then being told right away to go into action to build the Mishkan, you know, gain the momentum, I relate. You know, uh, I mourned my mother's, you know, death on the 29th of Av, 30 years ago, obviously, it was a very, very dark day. Um, for me, um, and then obviously looking back now, like, I mean, fast forward 30 years later, you know, it's still obviously hard, um, but it's, you know, the destruction happened, the darkness happened. That's it. The next day is Rosh Chodesh Elul, the month of introspection, transformation, renewal, momentum. Um, and so it's very important to note that specifically in the darkness where the major, is where the major transformation occurs. Um, so naturally, this class is dedicated to my mom. Li Zilpa Bat Aaron. This class is also dedicated li Golda Pearl Bat Jacob Cohen, Lilunishmat Seral Adel Bat Shlomo Yitzchak, R'for Shleima R'fa Chaimer Ben Simachash, of Shleima Avshen Dol Yehudis B'astvor Ita, and R'for of Lea Akela Bat Mindel Avshen Okay, so today's class is based on Rav Dov Ber book, The Month of Elul. Really, really great. Um, essentially i'm scratching the surface of all the incredible insight knowledge torah that's found in the safer honestly there should be classes and seminaries and yeshivas dedicated to dover pinson's um work because uh thank god his book his stuff is just brilliant really amazing stuff so okay so being that elul so let's begin being that elul is the last month of the jewish calendar year uh let's take a look at rev what rev pinson says so what is this month about? What, what is this month about? It's about um, it's about rectifying the subconscious mind and learning to re- re- redirect and focus our actions, right? So essentially what we're talking about here is teshuva, right? Uh, Rav Pinchin elaborates, quote, real teshuva is consciously repairing what we have unconsciously ruined because lack of integrity on a subconscious level is the root cause of unintentional mindless behavior that will keep happening unless subconsciously fixed. Okay, great. great. So we um, understand that there's a bunch of schmutz that each one of us has been carrying around maybe some years, uh, maybe since our childhood. I'd like to venture to say that it's majority of the time it's since our childhood. So the question is, how do we uncover this? How do we find what needs to be repaired, right? And the answer is essentially found in the Avoda of Elu, right? We must introspect and reflect. Essentially, you can look at Elul as one big month of Hit So just like in Hit you first focus on the blessings, wisdom, goodness in your life and the past year, right? You do a beer, a separation of what didn't work, what did work, what should, you know, use it, what can use some improvement, you know, identify exactly where the mark was missed, learned what we can be, you know, learn from the missed marks, right? Again, this is not a time of self-persecution. I'm going to say this a few times, right? This is not a time of self-persecution, which is rooted, rooted in ego, the Yitzhara, which is trying to trick you into thinking you are worthless, God forbid. We are talking about positive self-judgment rooted in self-compassion and humility. So if you're, took, if you're talking in the terms of the Balatanya, again, I just, just started listening to classes by Fe- Feige Blumstein. Shout out to Feige. Um, you're talking about uh, judging yourself from the Nishama, you know, elokis, right? Not the Nishama Bahamas, right? So the godly soul versus the animal soul. Of course, you are good enough, but there's always room for improvement. So in minion this morning... Um, when my husband went to minyan this morning um and when when you know all the men i guess women if they go to minyan in the morning wonderful everyone got the wake up shake up right when they heard the sound of the shofar right rabeno yona says that when a person hears the sound of the shofar what happens a person shall tremble and be in awe from the dread of judgment right this awe is not the juvenile concept of being scared of punishment right as we learned from Rav Arush in garden of knowledge the three levels of yirushaim the first one is the basic basic level which is you know the two-year-old version which is fear of punishment the next level is fear of loss, loss of connection and the next level the highest level is exalted fear which is obviously rooted in love so we are striving for this exalted fear um, from where our love you know for, for from our love for Hashem right so in this what happens in this exalted fear we have this awesome urgency to take up full responsibility for our lives and not only our lives but for the world. Again. This is not to scare anyone. This is just like a time of urgency. So practically speaking, when we hear the Shofar and it prompts us to acknowledge exactly where we are, where we need to improve, and where we want to be, um, which essentially is the work of Elul. Again, it's to imagine ourselves where we want to be and to reform ourselves according to that vision. Again, you can't have a positive vision if you are persecuting yourself. The self-judgment needs to be from a place of self-compassion that's rooted in humility humility and not ego. Okay. And there's a reason why we do all of this self-reflection work in the last month of the year, right? Just this morning in the class, I don't know if anyone heard his class, he was talking about how we need to finish the year strong, right? So the only way you can finish the year strong is by being real with exactly where you are. And the energy of this month essentially allows us to get, you know, to really air out the dirty laundry to Hashem freely, right? So Elul is so special because it's the time where quote unquote, if you've seen it on Instagram, of course, the king is in the field, right? The king is in the field. And what does this also mean? That the thirteen attribute um the thirteen attributes of Hashem mercy are fully revealed. So let's explain this a little bit. This also this and the altar rubbly actually gives an amazing parable. And this whole concept of the king being in the field is related to this. So, once upon a time, if a commoner wanted to meet, you know, a king, he would have to uh jump through hoops. Like many hoops he would have to, you know, prime himself. He would have to um grow, go through all this preparatory work. He would have to, you know, he would really have to polish himself in, before he could even have the opportunity of approaching the king and even then by the way when he would approach the king it would, would only be for a few minutes and it would be very like formal like constricted you couldn't speak your mind it would just have to be very like you know scripted so to say right But at certain times during the year, the king would travel outside of the city and he would go into the fields. And when he would go into the fields, it's a more relaxed atmosphere. The The king would be more relaxed. So anyone would be able to approach the king without all this red tape and preparatory work. So this is kind of, you know, how it is in Elul. You know, we are the commoner, obviously, and Hashem is the king in the field, so to say. Right. So when Hashem is in the king with the field, there's also tremendous, tremendous rachamim, right? A time when the 13 attributes of Hashem's mercy are fully revealed, right? A time of divine grace, which is certainly a time we should all be taking advantage of this, both individually and collectively as a nation. So, this is a time where you go to your creator, exactly as you are, and ask him to help you in making those shifts on a subconscious level that will yield real results on a conscious level. So what does this really mean? So for example, so there are times we find ourselves acting, speaking or thinking in ways that are totally opposite of our best intentions, almost like we can't control it. Right. Um, This for sure happens to each one of us. It's almost like sometimes it could be like a contradiction. Like what, how could I have said that? Like, that's so opposite of what I believe or how could I have acted that way towards a certain person? Like that's so not how I, you know, that's so not how I treat people. Right. So this happens. Right. And why does this happen? Like, Because on a subconscious level, there's like there's a certain usually it's a poor image ingrained in the mind that's guiding us. Right. And obviously everything always stems from the childhood. Maybe it's not from the childhood. Maybe it's just a traumatic experience, you know, or, or, you know, later on in life, you know, God forbid. But usually this stuff comes from the childhood. So and any psychologist will tell you that the subconscious exerts the most influence over our behavior. Right. So. Essentially, what we need to do is we need to rewire and hack um, the subconscious um, and remedy the faulty imaging that we've carried from our childhood. Right. And there's a few ways to do this, you know, in the secular world. um, I just started reading this book. Um, It's called The Emotion Code. Actually, it's very much encouraged by Tony Robbins. A lot, there are a lot of people, Jewish um, healers that do this, but it's like the emotion code, code, it's like energy healing, right? They talk about trapped emotion um, and, and, you know, essentially releasing it. Okay, so those are, you know, that's one way of doing it. You know, people do um, shadow work, people do... um, the people do all different sorts of things, right? Today, again, a lot of this stuff could be obviously done by Jewish practitioners in a very kosher muhudar way. But for today, we're going to be discussing what Rav Pinson talks about in his book, which is obviously based on Torah, right? It's called Visualization and Subconscious Reprogramming. And he brings in, um, he brings in, he says that Kabbalists teach redemption begins with redemption of our imagination, right? Our ability to dream and create holy imagery. So we need to program the subconscious mind to go from negative fantasy to positive imagination, right? And Repentin calls this actually positive dimion. Dimion is imagination. So the difference is that the fantasy comes from the outside in. So it's all the garbage we consume, right? Intentionally or unintentionally from the world. And all this stuff is obviously rooted in ego versus healthy imagination, which is from the inside out. And it's rooted in humility. So on the ego front, you don't really choose anything, right? It's the garbage being thrown at you. Again, um, it's the, uh, which is obviously the reason why it's so important to be super careful what you consume. We're not only talking about food. We're talking about consumption of like the environment, consumption of what you watch, consumption of the who you listen to. I mean, yes, even podcasts, you have to be very careful that sometimes these thought leaders, they claim to, you know, speak the truth and it's complete garbage, right? If something, if a thought leader says anything against the Torah, that should be, you know, your number one A red flag of like, this is garbage. This is not for me, of course. And then (laughs) underneath it all, underneath it all is of course. that means that we always have to be learning Torah because we have to know the truth, the truth, truth. So um, obviously I'm a huge fan of listening to Torah uh, podcasts. Obviously Dahlia Fenster, I just, um, I heard an amazing, amazing one that Rabbi Rabbi Chase Talb just gave, Rabbi Rabbi Imanis Freedom is amazing. Again, there's many, many, many Jewish uh, thinkers, obviously all Torah-based that give great insight. Um, and I think it's actually very important. You could totally listen to secular podcasts, totally amazing, but just make sure that you have the foundation of truth underneath it all so that you can uh, really sieve out which is what is fake news. Okay. Again, what music you listen to Obviously, the television you watch, uh, or you could go cold turkey like me and stop watching television completely. This is only if you want to. Again, no judgment on anyone. This is just what I did for myself. I don't watch any television anymore. Uh, what movies you watch, etc. What books you read, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You just have to be very careful because, again, without you even realizing it, completely affects your psyche. It affects your subconscious, and we have to be very careful with it because then. With all the garbage we put in ourselves, it's that much more work on ourselves to have to basically like to, 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 to basically take it all out. So we in order to, to rectify all this. So we need to essentially exchange unconsciously selected negative negative imagery with consciously selected positive imagery, right? Positive images to essentially design a new backdrop in the subconscious. Okay, so some visualization techniques that Rav Pinson talks about um, is one by Rav Eliyahu Ben Moshe Devedes and also by Ravi Eliyahu Ben Moshe Linsk. So what do they essentially say? Um, Rav Eliyahu Ben Moshe says that you got to, you know, one way of, you know, uh, changing the backdrop of your subconscious is to imagine yourself standing in Gan Eden with souls of righteous people. Right, just essentially meditate on this. Rabbi Ali Malach basically says a similar thing, is that imagine yourself praying in the Beis Magdesh, this is sourced in Hasidic and non-Hasidic sources, in non-Hasidic texts, um, or even um, standing in the Kedashim. Uh, so not that you're amongst the Tzaddikim, but you are actually the Tzaddik, which is, by the way, what we learned in last month from the point of Yechida, right, in our Nefesh realm. So you effectively are visualizing your, visualizing yourself as your actualized potential, right? Neshama level um, in the, um, the you're, you're actually like you're visualizing yourself um, um, in the Neshama level from the nefesh realm, right? We spoke about this class, last class. Um, if you need clarity, please refer to that class. Or, of course, please text or uh, message me. No problem. Okay, so Rav Pinson also discusses two book, uh, two practices in his book to actually achieve this. So um, one practice is, you know, basically Jewish meditation. And the second practice, I'm sure you've heard, if you ever listen to a Ghazali class, he talks about it um, in his Nisan class and his Elo class. So part one. The Purse practice is like a meditative uh, visualization is essentially, obviously, you get in a comfortable position, you know, deep breaths. Again, if anyone wants to know the uh, exact um, methodology, uh, obviously refer to the book or um, text. And I'm happy to send over the page to show you exactly what he's talking about. But essentially, in a comfortable seated position. Um, you inhale, exhale, and you think of a few traits that you're working on. Um, obviously, uh, Rabbi Nachman actually says that when you want to obliterate a negative trait, you should actually do it one at a time. Obviously, Rabbi Rush has the same thing because he bases his teachings on Rabbi Nachman. Um, uh, but for, our, for the purposes of our discussion, fine. Imagine the various traits that you're working on, okay? And their negative traits, obviously, the first three that come to my mind, let's say, are fear um what else fear um what else what else what else okay let's stick with fear fear okay let's go with anger and let's go with um fear anger and um let's do pride arrogance so fear arrogance and um anger okay so you're working on these three traits and then you okay so meditate on the fact okay so you have these traits you're working on these traits these traits are not you obviously but you're just observing them and now you essentially picture yourself as if you per, you've perfected these traits right you've put, totally perfected these traits and then you uh, you look at yourself you inhale you exhale how do you feel what are you thinking what do you see and um at that point, you do a good deed, something small. Again, the first thing that comes to my mind, give a little tzedakah in the pekola or give a little tzedakah, you know, send a donation. Um, it doesn't have to be huge to, you know, an, an organization of your choice. And you repeat doing this a few times for the next few hours. Again, he talks about um, an intention meditation that's also similar in nature um, and um, essentially describes um, similar um a methodology of you know basically imagining yourself as the perfected tzaddik and then from that vantage point seeing how you feel um seeing um, what you see and again doing a good deed um a few times um, for a few hours after that there's it goes into great detail in the actual book okay but the second practice um which i want to Talk about a little bit more extensively is reviewing the entire year with intent. Again, Gedalia has spoken about this in the past, specifically in the month of Elul, and specifically in um his Nissan class, right? So um, and it's sourced in Rav Pinson's, um. Th- this is the source of it. Um, thank God. So um, Rav Pinson brings in a little practice, uh, to be utilized in the last twelve days of Elul, right? So we focus on the archetypal point for each month of the year, starting with the month of Tishrei, um, and you look at the past, and you accept where you are in the present, and then you set a goal for the future, right? And then you set that goal, and you write it down, and you look at, you know, in the last 12 days of Elul, essentially, you do this, and essentially, you rectify the entire year in doing this. Okay, so let's go through what we are talking about quickly. Um but it's important to review okay so tishrei what are you looking at resolutions and commitment again you look at the past you look at where you are and you make resolutions for the future right so are you mindful you become you you know ask yourself were you mindful to follow through on the goals and then you make a resolution for this coming year Hashem. you're going to be mindful to follow through on goals cheshvan transitions you ask yourself, did you react versus respond in certain transitions? And then you make a resolution to be responsive versus reactive. like miracles. Again, were you grateful for the everyday miracles? Did you take anything for granted? Again, and you make a resolution to be grateful for the everyday miracles. And um, just as much as for the uh, huge miracles, because, again, the Shefa is the same. It's shining down always. And it to Hashem, the miracle... It, 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 Anything that happens, uh, obviously, Bezra Hashem, it's only good. But anything that happens is always a miracle. Of course, it's being disguised in the form of nature. But again, gratitude is key. Tavet it talks about relationships. Again, you look at what the past year has looked like, and you make a resolution that inter, um, you know, to that interpersonal relationship and friends. Um, on interpersonal relationships and friendships and to become more supportive and essentially be the change you wish to to see in the world, right? Shvat Gedalia talks a lot about this, eating, right? He has many, many classes. I highly recommend you listen to them. Um, You essentially ask yourself, like, how were you, were you mindful? Were you disciplined? Were you obsessive? Like, again, all these, any extreme is not good. Um, me personally, that it's, you know, I always have to remind like, uh, you know, I'm a mom, you know, I always want to make sure to feed everyone. But guess what? I also have to remember to nourish myself, you know, uh, you know, a full fat latte in the morning with a, whatchamacallit, with a scoop of collagen powder, um, is not enough for, you know, the day until finally I remember to, you know, um, to eat lunch, you know? Um, so again, it's important to, so, you know, you make the resolutions to be disciplined, less obsessive. Um, and also remember to nourish yourself, especially moms, right? Adar, joy, of course, connect to what brings you true happiness. It's a decision. Again, it's not a happenstance. It's not something that just happens to you one day. It's a decision that you have to actively make. Nissan. Oh, another favorite month of mine. I love me, son. Okay, well, obviously, the energy is redemption and liberation, right? So we utilize the tools and practices that bring inner freedom, right? What are we talking about here? Of course, I'm talking about any Jewish meditation, but I always talk about it, right? You essentially want to go into these tools and techniques because you don't want temporary band-aid fixes because essentially do what does it do? It changes, it recalibrates consciousness, Um. On a subconscious level, that's really what it does. Um, so again, you want to um, uh, essentially upgrade your operating system. La If we're talking computers, talk. my husband's a computer engineer, so these are these are the uh, the, the comparisons that come to mind. Okay, er. Healing across the board, right? Physically, mentally, spiritually, and on an individual and collective level, you know, make that resolution. Sivan, Torah, oh, that's a big one. Commitment to continual Torah learning and integrating the wisdom into your daily life. This is big. Listen, you can, and Gadalia talks about this all the time. You can, and honestly, any Torah class you listen to, it's cute to listen to it and be like, okay, that was inspiring. So cute. Okay, it doesn't apply. No. And again, even Fagi, who I learn um the Balatanya from now. Again, I just started learning. Like, like I'm like five classes in, not a lot at all. But again, like these teachings are meant for you to internalize, right? This is even halacha, like this is meant for you to internalize, like um in like a 3D level. It's not meant for you to just be a robot. Okay, Tammuz, of course, Tammuz, it's talking about destruction. Right. In any area of Tzimtzum, there always has to be Emunah. So you ask yourself, was emuna in, you know, there in, you know, any test essentially that you went through in Bezrat Hashem? The tests were easy and there was plenty, plenty of emuna. But again, you have to make a resolution, resolve that emuna is number one, Um and um, and it's key in dealing with any situation, because essentially when you have a muna, you will deal with the situation with directness, resiliency, empathy, and wisdom. Of, again, this is the reconciliation, right? Reconciliation with yourself and those around you. You can take this idea and apply it, you know, to the trifecta relationship, which is Ben Adam, La Adam, but Adam. It's the relationship you have with yourself, it's the relationship you have with others, and of course the relationship you have with Hashem. Elul, of course, my super favorite month, right? I love all the months, but Elul and Nissan are, I love them. Anyway, soul-searching month, right? Resolve to being more self-reflective instead of projective. This requires honesty and a lot of Humility, right? Again, what's the great vessel? What's a great technique in order to to you know fulfill this and, and to actually experience this and practices? Um, I I will say this all the time: heba to do it right. It's the express route right in achieving all of this, right? Again, commit to a few minutes a day, or any other Jewish meditative practice that speaks to you. But cheshbon hanefesh is key from the angle of self compassion. Again, not persecution. So. Looking at the year, you know, in these twelve months, we see obviously some sort of pa- pattern, and we've learned this in la- in the last class I gave back in um in the month of Av that um there's a foundational concept in Judaism in reference to transitions, right? Many Jewish thinkers, inclu- including the Rizal. Ramachal and the Vilna Gon state that every process has three stages, right? We spoke of this before. First stage is essentially the free gift of clarity and connection. This was essentially from the time of creation to Purim. We had the Beit HaMikdash, Nivua, etc. Everything was crystal clear. Second uh, part is destruction, right? This is when the Beta HaMikdash was destroyed. The physical and spiritual connection to Hashem was finished. And Nivua obviously was gone at this point. And the third stage is the soul searching stage of rebuilding an earned connection and clarity right and we always realize that the second stage is for the sake of the third stage of a, to occur in order for us where we have the earned connection and clarity so if we look at the twelve months that we just returned and this you know the review and the meditation of um of these 12 months, this is exactly the pattern that we see, right? With Nisan, we have the freedom and liberation tied to Yitzhiat Mitzrayim that was given to us, received the Torah, and we're totally on a high, right? Then, you know, we commit the Chesha Egel, and then everything is crushed, everything is destroyed. Again, it corresponds to many low points in Jewish history that we have discussed before. Um, and obviously, it's not a coincidence that these symptoms came happening at the same time, right? The destruction during time was and of course the final blow was, um, you know, with the Beit HaMikdash being totally destroyed. So this, as we know, creates full, fertile ground for soul searching and reconciliation, right? So we know Tuba, right Right after Tisha B'Av, there's Tuba right around the corner and we go right into Elul, right? A real hardcore month of combing through all of our actions and gaining the Ratson that will become the Tsinor to build incredible vessels that we keep building and building throughout Khashvan, Kislev, Tevet, Shvat, Hadar, and finally we come back to Nissan, right? With this renewed and elevated appreciation of real freedom and liberation, right? And liberation of the ego, of the self, right? And we go on to heal on all levels in ER and then reach the pinnacle of receiving Hashem's Torah and Sivan, right? And then again. The process is started all over again with the symptom in Tamil, right? And the point of this entire cycle, again, when again, when we're building and building and building the vessel, that's not to say that there's not micro symptoms in within that building of the vessel. Of course there's gonna be micro. It's not just like, oh, this is so easy. It's not a big deal. No, you're gonna have points where you're gonna, there's gonna be resistance, of course. But the point is there the the, the positive pro- trajectory trajectories there, right? Um the, the entire point of this, you know, 12, let's say the 12 year, we're talking about the 12 years of Repentance, um, you know, review of the 12 year, uh, 12 month cycle, is that the point is to build even greater vessels than before. So Bezerot Hashem with each year you are elevating and elevating and elevating. Again, there could be a little going back and it's okay if you go back. But again, to not to give up, to keep to, to, to resilience, to pick yourself up and keep elevating, right? So this is what it means to trust and enjoy the process because the process is a means within itself and nowhere are we expected to be perfect. Absolutely nowhere. But yes, we are expected to put in the appropriate effort into self-actualization which again, we defined in last class, is our nefesh, striving, again, striving, to become as great as our neshama. So if each person is doing this, it will certainly change the world at large, Fezrat Hashem. So again, when you are resilient, you give yourself the opportunity for building vessels and elevating your consciousness, you essentially spiral up, right? Lahavdil if you're thinking you know computer offers in like an operating system uh level you're essentially like upgrading the operating system so if people get stuck give up in the test and lose hope god forbid right they spiral down and they're stuck in that You know, Windows 97 mentality, which is, you know, unfortunately where a majority of the world is operating today. So it's truly our responsibility with Hashem's help to be strong and resilient in order to be the light onto the nations. And in that process, we elevate ourselves in the world. So be Hashem, in the Shtut of Abraham, itzafiy Yakov, avinu, in the Shtut of Sarah, Rivka, Rechal, v'leya imenu, and all the tzaddikim and shemaim. May each of us be successful in positively recalibrating our consciousness during this very special month when Hashem's mercy is fully revealed. May Mashiyach come, b'shalom, b'mehira, b'amenu, may the shall be redeemed, and may the third and final day to be built, b'shalom, b'mehira, b'amenu, amen. Tella. Thank you.